Let me get a 10-piece hot, extra crispy, extra wet. Let me get a blue cheese. Matter of fact, two. I'm on celery and fries and a peach drink. And make sure my fries is hot because they was cold last time. to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by the Young Aunties. All right, all right, come on in the room, everybody, come on in the room. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by us, the Young Aunties. Y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with, with us, and we appreciate it that now we are down here in the south atlanta to be exact and down here we think it's rude to walk in the room and not introduce yourself so we're going to start with that k kick us off what's going on everybody it's auntie kirby aka where's kirby Ann, aka the west side wood nymph and i'm checking in from the swats as usual yes and we all need that shooter on our team yes aunt kaylee uh aka killer kaylee with no kills uh, AKA the original Kaylee established in 1985. Hashtag stop gentrifying my name, y'all. Stop doing it. Y'all gonna stop. All right. And this is it for the aunties today, y'all. As we always tell you, the aunties have jobs. We do our best to be here. We got a lot of jobs. We do a lot of stuff around here. We do our best to be here, but sometimes. Other things take precedent, but we're going to hold it down and we're going to have some good conversation to communicate. Oh, all right, let's get it. You're not going to introduce yourself. Oh, my bad. Y'all know who it is. It's your favorite homegirl from the old school. I thought you would put it on you. Thank y'all. I'm getting ahead of myself. All right. Y'all know how we start every show. We're going to get that wing order of the day. Auntie Kirby, what's on the plate? You know what? Today, because Mother Nature decided that she was going to come swoop down like all up on my timeline today, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm actually just going to get some salt and pepper wings, extra crispy, um, with a side of, um, I'm not even going to do anything milk-based because hashtag, period. Um, I'm going to do like a side of like sweet, um, just like something sweet, like a maple brown sugar sauce or something like that, just to have a little bit of something in there. I'm going to do a salad, a whole bunch of water, and then I'm going to do some hot tea, specifically some raspberry tea, because mama got to get things relaxed around here. Understood that. Did a little, uh, like our home, our homies say, fry hard, salt and pepper. Period. Shout out to Chi-Town. There we go. <laughs> Beers and white toes, we see y'all. <laughs> Kelly, what you got for us? Um, I am going to go with some chicken tenders, uh, yeah, oven baked and with a side sauce. Uh, so I make my own little sauce sometimes, uh, mayonnaise, ketchup, and some hot sauce. Very, very hot sauce, like the scotch bonnet or scorpion. Yeah, because you like all together. Delicious. So, and then water. Like, I'm also feeling the you water. You like the heat. I do. I love you the really heat. You like the heat. Y'all, if y'all don't know, if you want to know about the heat, Talk to Kaylee because I'm talking about can't get hot enough. And then you got Auntie Kirby, who's Nigerian, and they used to put scotch bonnets in her cereal in the morning. So, <laughs> you know, they just grew up eating this stuff. I'm not with it, but they got it. Y'all talk to them about the spice. They got y'all. <laughs> All right, um, what, what am I having? Mm. 
Mm, I'm thinking, I think when, when I heard you say something about that sweet, that sweet sauce, I, I gotta go with my sweet brown sugar wings. Yeah, some smoke. Yeah. Gotta hit, gotta get those. I'm, I am gonna get me some blue cheese, so the chunky blue cheese to go with it, but might not even use too much of it because that, that sauce do be hitting all on its own. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with that sweet brown sugar wings. All right, look like the aunties is gonna be eating good today. And it is time for Auntie of the Week. Jazzy not here, but we're going to always hold it down. Auntie Kirby, I think you had a good one for us. Yes, Dr. Evangeline Hudson. Uh, she is the founder and chief strategist of Evangeline Worldwide, an entity created to empower first-generation scholars and graduates across the globe. Uh, she was raised by a single mother in a low socioeconomic household and became a first-generation college graduate earning a PhD at the age of 28. Shout out to you, girl. Uh, today, she's an entrepreneur, international speaker, and podcast host, as well as author that has touched and transformed the lives of thousands through her work and first-gen enterprise. She actually is closing in on 100,000 downloads across 85 countries with her podcast um, on her show, The First Gen Lounge. Um, she inspires, empowers, and uplifts first-generation graduates as they navigate life and entrepreneurship. And as she's expanding her, iPod, uh, her empire, uh, she also launched The First Gen Shop in 2021, offering apparel that speaks to the masses she consistently inspires and empowers. She's an advocate uh, for answering the call and leading a legacy of first-generation students and entrepreneurs who will make a measurable impact uh, that will be felt around the world. So shout out to you, Auntie Evangeline, AKA Eve, Dr. Eve Hudson. We appreciate you. Love that. I didn't know she, I didn't realize she had a podcast. I just had to write it down. Yeah. So yeah. I go in and check that out. Yeah, shout out to her. All right, y'all. You know what time it is. Time to get into that good old menu. You know what we do. Atlanta is always at the top. We got some good ones for y'all today. Auntie Kaylee, I'm going to turn it over to you, ma'am. What's going on in Atlanta? Karen's gone wild. In Atlanta, <laughs> of all places. In Atlanta, yeah. of all places. Yes. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> this story went viral after two... Uh, white women uh, prohibited a black delivery man from leaving their premises after he dropped off a fridge um, at their home, but did not take the refrigerator inside the home because they didn't get this, pay for that service. So he placed the box on their porch, tried to leave. One woman laid out in front of his delivery van while simultaneously calling customer service to complain uh, about his service. Um, so <laughs> that is a crime. Uh, you cannot prohibit someone from leaving your premises. That would be considered a kidnapping. I'm not sure if any of these or either of these uh, women were arrested. Um, also, just pay for the service, or you know, maybe if you just asked him politely, maybe he would have hooked you up or whatever. Um, but how do y'all feel about this? Go ahead, Auntie Kirby. Okay. <laughs> your face was like what because i'm just very confused number one why would you not pay for the installation service you weak bitch you know you ain't got the arms for the foolishness and then you got the audacity the unmitigated motherfucking gall to lay in front of somebody's car if he had rolled over you and smashed your guts into the street he would have been well within his rights how dare you and i think i did catch a little clip of that i didn't know that that's what it was but didn't she have like a little homegirl sitting up there cheering her on with the bullshit do Jesus. Don't nobody have time for that. And if the refrigerator, first of all, refrigerators nowadays are $1,500 and more. You've got the money for the extra $50 or $100 for installation so they can push it in your house and hook a little uh, 
cord up so you can get the water in your ice maker and put the little bars and handles and them little trays on the inside. I know this because I've bought a refrigerator within the last year or so. So I just, I don't, or why did you buy a refrigerator from a place that don't provide free, free installation? Like, but you got customer service number, but you didn't know the number to the people to get it installed. I don't, I'm just very, very, you know what? I, Karen's, Karen's come to the front of the congregation, my loves. Y'all gonna have to chill the fuck out. Y'all really gonna have to chill the fuck out. Cause y'all gonna fuck around and find out. Keep on playing with folks. Like I said, if that man had rolled over you with what I'm pretty sure was like 10 ton tires, cause if he delivering a refrigerator, that's a big ass truck that he driving around. What can Brown do for you? Don't shit yourself fucking around with people. Stop playing, Karen. Mm -mm. Agreed. This, this was crazy. First of all, let me say this. If he didn't press charges, he needs to. Because that's the kind of stuff that needs to happen to start getting these people accountable. And maybe they'll think twice before they do stupid stuff like this. Um, like Auntie Kelly said, if you ask nicely, he may have, if he had time, may have helped you. He may have even come back later and said, you know, I can't do it right now, ma'am, but I'll come back after I get these other deliveries done because I got to be on time and I'll come hook it up for you. But common sense, you know, when you get certain appliances or things delivered, you need to go ahead and pay for the white glove service for them to come on in, assemble something that needs to be assembled or put it where it needs to go and hook it up. Because you can, I know it's certain stuff I cannot lift. On my own, I wouldn't even be able to bring it in from the porch into the house. Um, so you just pay for that. But you know to ask those questions ahead of time. Is delivery included? How much is delivery? It's you, although it's usually already spelled out right there when you're ordering it. Um, and then you know you have the option to click to add that service or not. Um, and it is typically an extra hundred dollars or so for most white glove services. That's what I call them. Um, she needs to be prosecuted. Absolutely. Um, and I'm going to need people to, to record. I need us all to start having at least one device for recording and one for calling the police. Because this is this is ridiculous. I cannot believe. No, I can't believe that this happened. Y'all calling the police on bird watchers. Y'all calling the police on folks grilling in the park. Y'all calling police on folks that actually, I think there was one time when a man was literally the USPS man and was delivering mail. And she said, you're looking real unfamiliar and called the police on him. I yeah, because there have been several cases like this where um, people have prevented delivery people from leaving the premises or prevented people from leaving all kinds of other places by blocking them with their body. Um, my thing is, if I'm, I would be terrified in this situation if somebody was holding me hostage, literally kidnapping me um, in real time. And I, I mean, I, I don't know if I would blame somebody if they were to run her over out of sheer terror and fear. And I would just hope that somebody would be able to get legal counsel and be able to articulate um, why they had to do what they had to do. Because that, I, I mean, I imagine if that was my son or my boyfriend or my husband, my father, or anyone else that I was like, I would be scared for them to be in that situation and knowing that if you're willing to do that, I think you would make false accusations and say that they did things that they did not do. And honestly, after that, nobody should even be comfortable going in those people's houses, putting anything in there or delivering anything there from now on. They need to be put on a 
watch list, a do not deliver list. Y'all gonna have to go pick up all y'all shit from the store from now on because ain't nobody coming over there. I mean, and also, like, what if a neighbor came out mid Karen on the ground? I don't know if his truck was started or not, but what if someone came out and misinterpreted the scene and thought that he was about to run this woman over or something like that mm-hmm. and he got hurt or shot? Um, this is Georgia. People got guns. Yeah. Um, or if a police officer happened to stroll by or, or, or whatever, like you're putting that man's life in, in just a danger that's just unnecessary, ridiculous. Also, ma'am, you knew you didn't know how to install no goddamn fridge. Like, I don't know how to install a refrigerator. And if there's one thing in my house that I want professional help with, it would definitely be uh, the refrigerator. I need to know where all the yeah someone who knows what they're doing needs to be plugging the the thing exactly. Like yeah. they test your stuff and make sure it works. And yeah. if it didn't, they would take it back right then and go ahead and process either getting a new one over there or getting your money back. Anyway, this is crazy, and it's, this this is how we kicking off Atlanta. Karen's is out of control. This is really all right. Up next, earlier this month at the Mall of Georgia, a man. Asked an employee at the van store, van shoe store, to help find an item. Um, the employee went to go find the item. While they were getting the item, the man exposed himself and rubbed his body up against the employee and ran out of the store. Ridiculous. Now, apparently, according to investigators, he's done this several times. They've had several other complaints of the exact same thing even one as uh recent as uh, early march i know specifically they pointed out um that was that was extremely similar um when i did a little research i found all the way back to october 2021 um incidents of the exact same thing they um have the man on video surveillance so they know what he looks like um if y'all go please look um um, aunties and uncles and look and especially if you you or someone you know or love works in retail make sure that they see this so if they see this man law enforcement is asking that you call them and let them know and just be hyper vigilant and aware that there is someone out here specifically in georgia um doing this 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 really concerns me especially because there are a lot of young people that work in retail and they may not know how to or that they can report things like this so um, where y'all at, ladies? I mean, does this concern you? Um, they, they said it hey, hasn't done it to customers that they know of. Again, people have to report things for us to know them. But they do know that this has been several incidences with employees. Auntie Kaylee, you going to think twice before going in a van store or any other store? Um, I, you know, I do most of my shopping online uh, these days. <laughs> uh uh, and not for that reason, but I guess I'm going to add that to the list. Uh, that's disgusting. I don't know what's up with this dude. I mean, you know, there's some people out there that, that have that perversion. Um, he's lucky he didn't come upon the person with the right reflexes. Um, because, I mean, honestly, if you put yourself in that situation, I mean, it's just so weird um, and unexpected. Yeah, that most people be like, what the, what the, and by the time you like even realize what's happening, like the person's like out, but it's just like, dude, get help. You know, if you don't get help here, please get help somewhere. That's all I got to say. Gary, what you, what you, <laughs> you just look perplexed. What, what are your thoughts? I just want to let anyone know that sees this. If you expose yourself to me in public, I have a very sharp blade that I carry with me. I will castrate you. Okay. <laughs> um, but seriously, that's really disgusting. 
And I know that the first thought would probably be, well, he probably has a mental illness. I don't give a fuck. You don't do that. That's disgusting. It is perverted. It is disrespectful. I don't know what kind of disease you got. You maybe you maybe didn't even shake your dick when you peed. So like, just don't, don't, just don't do that. That's not like, what? And as an ex-retail worker, I've definitely witnessed some wild, wild stuff happen while at work. Um, most of the time it was just interactions, people cussing people out, people cussing out our managers and stuff like that. I unfortunately have also seen a black man get tased and put a knee, a knee put in his back by Cobb County police. Yes, I'm calling y'all out. Um, I just, this is just unnecessarily overwhelming. If I'm not mistaken, you said this happened at Mall of Georgia. So that's Buford, Georgia. And that's a part of Georgia that unfortunately, if you're black, you don't want to be caught in after a certain time of day, even though there's plenty of black people up there, but it doesn't change the fact that Hall County police is on that fool la um, it's just, and I'm also concerned, like y'all got this man on camera. So y'all don't have no cameras in the rest of the mall to see what exit he went out of and possibly what car he got in. Like, can't nobody figure out who this man is. Like, this is one of the moments where I'm just like, I need an inspector gadget to help us out. Let's figure this out. Cause he wasn't the type of people forget the police. He just need to get jumped one good time and he won't come to the mall. No, now no more. Somebody need to just go ahead and put a knee in that, in that rib cage one good time. And then all this, all this can be over. He, he can, he can rub his own dick at home by himself. Well, as you know, eventually people's look runs out, um, and and you only got to get that one that didn't get caught off guard too much, and then the reflexes jump in, and there's enough people around it about that action. Listen, so. I've had to use it on somebody before. And he was so surprised that, that I would actually have the audacity to spray him in his eyes when he had already touched me multiple times without my permission. And I said, stop touching me. And I eventually pepper sprayed him. He called me all the bees and all, everything but a child of God. But guess who was outside burning? Not me. <laughs> so y'all stay y'all stay um, aware, stay alert, stay alive, be careful out there. Um, Auntie Kirby, we made a list. <sighs> Girl, so... There is a website called Lonely Planet. It was um, it was a company that actually was founded in 1973 uh, by Tony and Maureen Wheeler. Um, the purpose is like, it's basically a travel guidebook and it's evolved into a website. Well, Lonely Planet decided to do something very interesting and put Atlanta as the only American city that's in their top 10 list to visit uh, this year. Um, they cited things like uh, it being hot Atlanta and, uh, the bedrock of the civil rights movement and how you can see MLK's home and how it's a city in the forest with natural boundaries and control development, which is a lot, um, 343 parks and uh, all kinds of different fried green refinement, talking about our museums and our food. And everybody that saw the story was just very confused and perturbed because they're like, those of us that are from Atlanta and live in Atlanta know good and damn well there are so many other places you can visit. And don't get me wrong, I love my city. I ride for my city. I'm a SWATS resider, um, even though that may change at some point. But still, Atlanta is the only American city that meet that meets their y'all requirements. I've always been very confused. I ask people from out of town all the time, what brought you here? Oh, Atlanta's real nice and it's cool and you can get lower rent here, even though I don't think that that's true anymore because one bedroom in, in the city is about $2,200 these days. It's pretty expensive as far as I'm concerned. We're real close to San Francisco prices. But apparently people love the restaurants. They like the, the Beltline, um, Pond City Market and all this other gentrified food, la la. So y'all have fun. As far as I'm concerned, Atlanta is a too, little too damn hot right about now. Some of y'all need to go home, okay? Wherever you came from, Cleveland, Florida, 
out west, it don't matter. Go home. Like there's there's nothing here. But I, I will say this, it's an honor because Lonely Planet is a big travel guide. It's a very popular one. So it is an honor for Atlanta to be on that list. But it's just, it's a little confusing to me. How do y'all feel about it? Um, I feel like if I didn't grow up around here, I probably would be excited to come visit here. <sighs> um, I think I would probably want to see like the historical part of it first. Um and then the fun parts, you know, people want to go to the Coca-Cola factory, the aquarium, the, um, they want to see what is underground Atlanta and they'll quickly see it's not that much. <laughs> um, you know, they probably, they maybe want to go to see some sports teams that are pretty popular. Um, a lot of the restaurants. And then a lot, we do kind of have that nature side because we're in Georgia as well. So they can kind of go outside of it. The, the actual pro Atlanta proper and go see some things around here. Um, but I do want to say for all of y'all who are ready to come visit, we full, okay? We are full. Stop clogging up our streets. We try to get places and we can't get there, okay? Atlanta is full. Georgia is full. It so is. we appreciate y'all. Uh, we appreciate your dollars helping our economy. But come for a good time, not a long time, okay? <laughs> I mean, I moved out here um, from Nevada, Vegas in 2008. And so for me, I love, I mean, I really do love Atlanta. And I've thought about like, you know, other places that I want to live or move. Like, I don't like cold, so that's out. So love Atlanta for the weather. Um, and I really do think it has a great mix of um, nature, if you're into that. It has mm -hmm. a city, if you're into that. It has, mm -hmm. you know, the spoken word, you know, all the concerts cool. come here, comedy mm -hmm. shows, you have the arts. Um, I mean, it really, it, there's diversity. I've never lived in a place. So I was born in Missouri and then also lived in North Dakota and then moved to Nevada. Not a lot of diversity. <laughs> um, and so this is like the first place where, you know, I've seen black people really prospering. Um, it, this is really sad to say, but I had my first teacher uh, or professor, black professor was in law school. So I had never ever had a black teacher in my life until uh, coming to Atlanta. Um, so, I mean, I really do think that's important not only for black people to see, but also for people from other races um, also to see uh, black people prospering and other races prospering as well. Um, you go out there, Buford Highway with all the different restaurants out there. If you go up to, you know, Gwinnett County, um, you know, they have like the, a lot of Asian restaurants, um, also Mexican and Latino restaurants and all of that. Um, so, I mean, I think Atlanta is an awesome, awesome city and I am glad to be here, but yeah, no, we don't need any more people. We really don't. Like I, I really do have things to do, you know, uh, people to see and y'all really are fucking up the vibe a little bit. Yeah. The, the, the population and everything has changed a lot in the last few years. Like it, it has really yeah and the roads haven't so again we we it's like we haven't caught up to it like it it and happened kind of a point like we, we're giving la vibes now and that's why right. I, I hear suggested. i hear you yes atlanta is definitely the mecca for a lot of culture and different types of experiences but we are very much giving san francisco bay area la vibes these days all these tech companies and swooped in on some woo, we taking over. It's just without the salaries to match too, because out in California they pay people. 
Period. They talk about people complain about prices out in California, but they pay the salary does more so match up with the cost of living. Exactly. LA has not. So you got That's people out there making thirty five thousand uh, dollars, and rent is two thousand dollars. Like, or in the tech industry, you're giving folks fifty and sixty thousand dollars to try to live in it in, in, with Atlanta, San Francisco, LA prices. Meanwhile, the people in San Francisco and LA are making anywhere from one fifty to one eighty for the same job. So, I, like y'all, so uh, let's figure this out. You know, it's bad enough that as an as an entire country, we've had issue with wages keeping up with inflation and with growth. We don't need to do that in a place like Atlanta, where you have to have a car to drive, where we don't have great public transportation, um, and where the public transportation we have is not super duper convenient to a lot of the places that people actually need to be and go. So, you know, I don't hate my city, but you know, I, I don't. Lonely Planet, thank you so much. We appreciate the award. <laughs> well, speaking of appreciation, Chad Dillon of the Boiler Seafood decided to go think outside of the box and go take his talents directly to the inmates in Atlanta. Hmm. Um, so he went to the Atlanta reentry prison and he hosted what was pretty much a shark tank uh, episode in the facility where he allowed inmates to pitch their business ideas to him. And he picked the top five and he pledged $2,000 to each of them to help with their business startup. Um, what do you ladies think? Do you think this is great for reentry? Do you think if, if more things like this happened, it would help with reducing recidivism? Or do you think that there are law-abiding citizens that aren't getting these breaks and they should get them first? Did you say 2000 2000 So he came with 10000 and he said, I'm going to break it up for five people and give them 2000 each just to help them start on their way so he's not financing your whole business he just wanted to give them a little something to get it started get it going um you know here's the thing you know the american uh justice system has a problem with lack of rehabilitation options um as it relates to our incarcerated population um so i'm i'm kind of all here for it while i do get it like yes there are people who did not commit crimes that need money to start their businesses as well but I'm not mad at it. Matter of fact, it reminds me a couple years back where some uh, some gang members from California started Cola, um and some other type of like soda uh, for the Bloods and the Crips and how that helped to get people, you know, into a workspace and uh, into something that was positive and that could, you know, positively impact their community and help get money in their pockets. Because, I mean, ultimately, not having money is a big part of the reason why recidivism is an issue. If you come outside, you got a felony, you can't get a regular job, you might go back to doing what you did before or possibly doing worse than what you did before, which will send you back right back in. Even though, I mean, to a certain degree, parts of our justice system are perfectly fine with that because hashtag slave labor. But as far as I'm concerned, I, I feel like this is good news. It's a positive opportunity to get these people, you know, a better start and possibly increase the, po the potential for them not to go back to jail because they have something constructive and money-making to do. I just hope that, you know, they are also providing financial business services to them so that they don't blow that $2,000 on the wrong things or any of the other funds that they may receive on the wrong things in the process of starting to get their business uh, started. So I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm also here for it. Um, can't hate, you know, it, he had 10 grand if that's what he wants to, you know, put his money um, into. And as Auntie Kirby said, I mean, yeah, the justice system and the, the prison industrial complex here, it's all about, uh, it's a punitive system, uh, not a rehabilitative. 
Um, so, I mean, I hope that the people he did, I hope he vetted the people that he gave this money to. Um, I will say that two grand to start a business is not a lot. So I don't know how far you can make, I'm sorry, how, how far you can make $2,000 stretch. Um, but I mean, hey, I hope that they can flip it in a legitimate way uh, mm -hmm. to grow whatever companies and businesses that they have. So I'm here. Agreed. Um, well, from the prison to someone who might be going to prison. Girl, the ghetto. So <laughs> this is this this story really tickled me, and we'll probably post some of these pictures on the uh, yeah. on the with Instagram. Yo, a man disguised as a grandma robbed a bank in Henry County recently. So this is down in McDonough, Georgia. For anybody who doesn't know where McDonough is, it's a few about maybe thirty miles south of Atlanta. It's a nice little suburb, um, and there's actually a search underway currently. For this man, um, he actually entered a Chase Bank at 323 Jonesboro Road Monday and presented a note to the teller demanding money while claiming that he had a gun. After receiving the money, uh, they left the bank and fled in a newer model of white SUV, uh, potentially a Lexus, uh, but there was no tag display. So, of course, you know, they're not able to find out, you know, whose car it was currently. Uh, the person was described as a black male, approximately six feet tall and slender, uh, and was wearing a floral dress. Uh, white sneakers, orange latex style gloves, and a white wig, and also wearing a, a black mask <laughs> over his face. And y'all, I just, <laughs> you know, I've, I've had very serious issues in the past about the Tyler Perry's of the world and situations where people like Jamie Foxx or Martin or other folks have dressed up as black women um, as a means of comedic. Um, <laughs> um, and it's just, but I just couldn't help but laugh at this because you six feet tall and slim. Who's grandma? <laughs> who's grandma? Now, yes, there are plenty of tall black women out here, but who's grandma in Atlanta and McDonough to be specific is six feet tall and slender and has a pure white situation going on, on top of her head. And we can see your forearms as well. You should have got one of them long church dresses if you really wanted to be. You should have came at it with Pentecostal. But it's like, I just... We still dressing up to rob banks and 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 how much money could you really, really get from robbing a bank at this point? Most of the time they, the teller is like, if it's big money, they don't keep that up front anymore. But it just tickled me deeply because I'm just like, y'all, we got time to go to Party City and get dressed up like it's Halloween to go rob banks. Like, how would y'all feel if y'all was a teller and somebody's OG <laughs> ran up on y'all and you look up and realize, oh, that's not an OG. <laughs> I could not. Like you said, this this six foot tall. If you see the pictures, it's orange tall. gloves, six foot tall, floral, this crazy looking wig. Everybody should have been looking at this man. Like he looked like he ran. He really looked like he ran track. Like it's listen, orange gloves. Like where do you even get orange? Gloves. I've never even seen a pair of orange gloves. Maybe, you know, he ordered it from the same place he got his church dress from the match. I'm not sure. It reminds me of when I saw the pictures. Y'all remember back in the day that one basketball player, was it Larry Johnson? Who used to like, yes. He used to dress like the grandma. Be oh, yeah. Dunking on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, sir, what are you doing? That's exactly what it looked like. That's exactly what it looked like. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie. People probably were scared. 
Because they was like, this is a trans grandma. We don't want to say nothing. We don't want to offend you, but yeah, you're so I'm gonna look, I'm gonna act like I don't see this oh, I looking crazy right here because I don't want no smoke. Y'all are too much. I just it was and it's a nice little floral dress. I, I cut it up a different way. I might consider it, but I just was like, really? This is where we at with it. Get a job. Like right, please. Yeah, if you can right. dress up like grandma, you right down the street from Tyler Perry Studios, go go do an audition or something. You got all these movies and TV shows getting shot in Atlanta. You could wait, make way more money as an extra instead of trying to rob a Chase Bank in McDonough, Georgia. Like, boy, grow up. <laughs> Very much was giving traffic on the energy. I'm like, okay, y'all, this is what we're doing now. All right, fine. Well, some people rob banks, other people rob elections. Uh, <laughs> Auntie yeah. Kaylee, help us out with this one. <laughs> Uh, so the Atlanta Journal-Constitution released the current polling numbers for the upcoming election. Um, in the gubernatorial race, uh, Brian Kemp currently has 48% of the vote, uh, while Stacey Abrams has 43, 43% of the vote. Um, mm -hmm. And a man by the name of Shane Hazel, whoever the fuck that is, has 1% yeah. of the vote. <laughs> Uh, in the Senate race, Raphael, uh, Raphael Warnock has 46% of the vote, um, and Auntie Nick's main man, Herschel Walker, <laughs> has 43% of the vote. Uh, how do y'all feel? Uh, I was definitely, okay, I'm not surprised by the Kemp uh, Abrams numbers. I'm not surprised by that. I really do hope that there is a surge. Come on, y'all, please, please vote. Please vote. Kemp is so corrupt. Get him out of the office. Okay, please, please. All right. Um, but Warnock and Walker, I feel like anyone who votes for Herschel Walker, automatic psychological evaluation. Something is wrong. You should be disqualified from being able to vote. That also probably would knock down some of Kemp's numbers as well. Um, but if you feel like Walker is your candidate, yeah, you need to walk on by that 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 poll. Like, no, you, you can't cast that vote. You just can't. How y'all feel about it, Auntie Nick? Listen, they voted for Trump, so they'll vote for Herschel Walker. And that's the scary thing to me because everything this man says and does is a literally a song and dance of why you should not vote for me. He's ridiculous. He's so ridiculous. He's entertaining. I, I, I would be so terrified again. Like, I'm scared. Earth is really scary right now. Because if this man gets into office as an elected official for Georgia, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And and he really thinks he's really intelligent. I, I I'm I am I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked. They got to remove us from the top four, you know, or whatever that list of things to visit if he gets placed in office. Like oh that's my god! From the list, yeah, I'm I'm out. It's very much being black on black crime. Um, y'all, okay, those who may not know who Herschel Walker is, he was a big time football player at UGA back in the day. He was a running back. My grandmother was obsessed with him. I actually met him at Kmart and got a football signed by him. It's probably somewhere in this house, and if it is, I'm gonna blow it up. Um, don't do that, don't do that, girl. Preserve it and sell it, get the money. Shit. Okay, fair. I, um, but it's just. So here's the thing, people gotta understand, CTE is a serious thing. And a lot of these men that then got ran over
enough times in the NFL or in college-level football. They got serious brain damage. And like Auntie Nick was saying, Herschel Walker is not outside of that clique. Um, that's, in fact, his main clique. Um, it is very clear when he talks, how he communicates. Um, and also, he's a thief. He was out here uh, taking veterans' money. Um, whether it was uh, doing scams with their medical insurance or I think sometimes even their life insurance and telling them, oh, yeah, we're going to take care of you and making like different homes, uh, old people homes for or elderly homes for veterans and taking their money and not giving them the necessary services. Like he's super duper corrupt on top of the fact that he had the audacity to tell a group, uh, 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 a group of white people that they weren't racist, that they would only be racist if they was born in the late 1800s or something like that. I was like... This is what we're doing. This is your hero. This is your guy. Like, and don't get me wrong. You know, God bless Raphael Warnock. He's a uh, he's a nice little pastor from somewhere in uh, South Georgia, Morehouse graduate. He he a little he a little off too. We we'll talk about that at a different time. But at least Raphael Raphael got enough sense to be able to actually do political action and have political discourse that doesn't involve a bunch of stumbling, fumbling, and racial and racism denial. Like. <sighs> It's really ghetto out here. Like you said, Auntie Nick, Earth is ghetto, ready to leave. Mm. I'm ready to go back to my home planet because I don't think I belong here no more. Uranus is calling. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so from one piece of shit to another, um, a video of a mother irate at a daycare center has gone viral. Um, the mother uh, seems to arrive to pick her child up and found that her daughter had been sitting in her feces all day. Oh, my God. Um, or a good portion of the day. Um, the video shows a little girl's costume dress um, smeared with doo-doo. And the mother what? talking to uh, some employee at the daycare center trying to find out why no one called her. Um, the mother even stated that she smelled like shit. Um, during the confrontation, the mother stated there had been previous seven other incidents prior to this one at the center. Um, so I found the mom made a follow-up video identifying the center as kinder care because I was wondering where, where is this place? It's kinder care. Um, and she pointed out the center's app where they communicate what's needed. Like if somebody's low on changing clothes, diapers, uh, wipes, so, you know, everything that you have to pack for a child that could possibly soil themselves or have accidents or something that little children do. Um, and I think that there was nothing previously said, uh, clicked on saying that she needed something, but they did put a note, I think that day saying, hey, little girl um, got you know um, soiled on her clothes. So the mother said they did do that, but no one called because you don't know if I'm gonna see that immediately, but this is an immediate need. Why did no one call me and say that my child got feces on herself and she's sitting in it. Um, and that is what upset her. She also mentioned a previous incident where allegedly a strange man was able to come into the center and ask for her daughter. Um, although only the mother had ever picked the child up. No one else, according to mom, had ever picked their child up. Um, they didn't check his ID and they gave him her daughter without question and he left with her daughter. Now, luckily, this was a test that the mother set up to see what would happen. If oh. it was, so she knew the man, she had him go in there and she was hoping that they would not give him her daughter, but they did. If this was real, she would have probably never seen her daughter again. 
Um, now she admits after that she should have never let her daughter back in there, um, but she did. <sighs> you guys, what do y'all think about this? If this was your child, what would you be thinking? Is the center at fault? Is the mother at fault? Or is it on both of them? Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me start with the center because that's the actual business. Kinder care, y'all, why do you still have a business license to operate? Why have there been no lawsuits? Because if you did it to her child, you did it to somebody else's child too. Like, uh, pushing y'all to the side. Ma'am, this is your child. Why is your child still going to this particular kinder care center? And I'm not trying to be disrespectful or classist or elitist or hyper-capitalist. But you couldn't find nowhere else to put her. All the child care is expensive no matter where you go. So there was nothing else in the neighborhood, nothing near your job that you could have switched to, nothing at all. And you are running experiments, using your child as a part of experiments in the process. Neither one of them are all right, um, as far as I'm concerned. And I saw a little clip of the, a clip of the video. Forget sitting in her feces. The feces was all in the dress. It was smeared everywhere. Everywhere. I, mm, I'm sorry. I don't, mm, I'm, I'm not. Y'all parents, y'all business owners, uh, the lady she was arguing with, talking about somebody, I let you say your piece. And the fact that you let somebody's kid run around shitty all day, she could have gotten sick or made other children in there sick. And then y'all would have had a class action lawsuit on your hands. She could have gotten an infection. All of the above. That got inside of, like, come on now. And kids, they have their mouths all day long. So I don't. There's, there's no excuse. I don't understand how you, you run a daycare center. And I don't care if, you know, you notified the mom uh, that, you know, that your child had an accident, whatever. Why don't you have those supplies? I know y'all had a, a wipe and a, a spare change of, of at least a pull-up or, you know, you should have a pack of underwear for kids who are, you know, older or beyond that age. Like that is just absolutely ridiculous, disgusting. Um, however, comma, mama, seven cool. different instances. What were you waiting on? So are you, are you trying to, <laughs> exactly. Are you trying to, uh, I guess build a case for a lawsuit like what is the goal here um, because in the process of that you are traumatizing your child you're potentially putting your child in harm's way I don't know how familiar that child was with the man um, who she had picked up her child in that experiment um, but that would be very confusing also I mean it kids get into routines so even if she knew who the man was that could be unsettling for a kid like well, where's my mom like what's going on uh, why are you over here running like you know, tests. Yeah, everybody needs to do better. Everybody needs to do better. Um, and I hope everyone unrolls their kid out of that uh, daycare center um, and that they go bankrupt. And had that been me, I would have stripped my child down in that lobby, would have taken all that stuff down, would have mashed all her shitty, uh, you know, <laughs> garments into the into the carpet, taken my child to the bathroom, washed her out because she ain't getting up in my car covered in, in shit. That ain't happening. Um, yeah, y'all just, they would have just had to deal with it. Hmm. Somebody would have got fought fucking with my kid, but whatever. Somebody getting fired. <laughs> All right. Moving along. 
That, that was just horrible and disgusting. I, I don't understand how that happened either. Like you said, they somebody had something. I, I would have went to the store myself. Like, look, I'm going to just get this child something to put on until her mama get here and clean her up, and we'll discuss it when she gets here. You know, and, and how did the shit get everywhere? Like, what what was going on? Did the girl just poop on herself and smack? We need answers. Anyway, okay. Bishop Lamar Whitehead, we've been hearing his name so much lately, um, went online and joined the Larry Reed show to defend himself following the armed robbery of his church that went live stream um, during a church service. Um, the bishop felt that the two hosts made fun of the robbery and the physical state of his church, saying the backdrops looked like they were hung up with thumbtacks, while the bishop and his wife allegedly were wearing about a million dollars worth of jewelry and drive expensive cars. Um, bishop Whitehead verbally attacked Larry and his co-host Genesis Warren. Um, I think she's is she a pastor as well? I have no idea. Or she does some some something in that realm in the church or something. Um he called Larry the F word that rhymes with maggot. Um, he called him an ugly homosexual. Um, he sized shamed Genesis, calling her a fat blimp, Biggie Smalls, and Biggie Big. Uh, Whitehead stated that as long as God got me, I don't need none of you. The bishop seemed to be very proud of himself um, for how he acted, all his curse words and you know the ugly things that he spouted at them. Um, as he called violating the two and he said that they can get it anytime hmm. um th this was his response that he felt that they were making fun of his a gun being put up pulled out on him his family his kids his church um whitehead whitehead reed and uh warren kept trying to jump in and saying that's not what we were laughing at we were not laughing at that that's not funny they continue larry reed continued to say we're so sorry that happened to you know, your family and stuff, um, we were not making fun of a gun being pulled on them or put to your head or anything like that. That That's just not true. Um, the bishop, bishop kept saying that um, he did nothing but respect Larry, and I don't know, um, and he kept saying fat things to the lady. He never called her by her name. She stopped talking and just let him have it and, and just said, I really... She said, you don't respect women, and she didn't have anything else to talk to him about. And Larry just kind of like realized, this is who you are. You're you're doing my job for me. This is going to be viral as well. What did y'all think? I mean, do you do you think Lamar Whitehead has a point? Was he right in coming in um, saying, hey, I don't appreciate that? Or y'all got y'all good eye on Lamar Whitehead? I definitely got my good eye on him. Um, he came up in there uh, definitely acting not like a child of God. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know if I was a congregant of uh, his church, I would uh, be finding a new uh, church home. Absolutely. Uh, how he behaved was, uh, it was terrible. Um, he should be ashamed of himself in his Spike Lee costume. Like, I was like, is that Spike Lee on it? <laughs> <laughs> you let these people. I was like, why are you dressed like that? But like, no, he just had like a spikely costume on. Um, he's also been to prison uh, for for thievery in the past. Um, and there's other allegations against him for uh, stealing from his uh, church members. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know how you call yourself a man of God and and want to have a, a lead your sheep 
when you're out here uh, dropping F-bombs, when you're body shaming uh, people. Um, yeah, that was totally, I mean, and he, the way he discounted her, not just because of her size, I do feel like it was because of her size and because she was a woman also, like he wouldn't even, wasn't even willing to address her at all, cut her out of the conversation. I'm glad she did not hop in and feel the need to defend herself because there is no sense in arguing with fools. Um, I felt like the, uh, host of the show, he did a good job defending himself. Um, also when the man was trying to accuse the man of, uh, the host, when the bishop was accusing the host of being a homosexual, um, the man said, I am not a homosexual. I actually was assaulted when I was younger. Um, yeah, he was just wrong on so many levels. So many levels. Yeah. Bishop Lamar, Whitehead, that's his name. He seems like a whitehead on America, on Black America's face at this point. I just wish somebody would pop him. Um, and drain it and get the core out um, so that it can heal and move on. Um, Amen. I'm not going to be one of those people that says that one black man's behavior is representative of all black men, um, but come get your homeboy. Um, <laughs> come get him. Time down, have a conversation with him, give him a hug. He needs one. Clearly, somebody didn't hug him. Somebody didn't show him any love as a child. Uh, somebody never showed him the right way in this life. Um, and how to be a good um, and, and uh, person with has self-respect and any level of integrity. Um, and even if these were just antics for the internet, which I think that's what it was, he wanted that level of attention. Um, <laughs> and sorry, you did use command hooks to put that stuff up in that church. Anybody could see that. Um, and the fact that you would allow your parishioners to be scared in that way, because there were some people in the back that were not moving at all. If somebody comes into a sanctuary with a gun, I am exiting swiftly, okay? Running a zigzag. Anybody that know anybody got a gun on you, you got to hit it with this. You got to be a moving target. But it was people sitting still. So to me, it looks real conspiracy, real fishy. Um, something's not right about the whole entire situation. Um, but to get on Al Gore and Beyonce's internet and act a clown like that and call somebody the F word in 2022, um, and like you said, Auntie Kayla, be out here fat shaming somebody, which I would love to see your mother, Bishop Lamar, um, since you hate fat people so much. Because it's funny to me, black men in particular, always when they have vitriol towards fat women, tend to come from a fat woman or a line of fat women um, who breastfed your stupid ass. But that's neither here nor there. I've um, got a congregation full of fat women. Yeah, because we all know that most Christian congregations are 70% black women, at least in black churches. So, you know, it's fine, you know. Uh, I, I hope you get your jewelry back because that's probably the only wealth that you'll have after this. Because anybody that sees this and go to your church, they're going straight to the corner of, B of the VIP section of hell with you. Enjoy. Yeah, this man got a lot going on. He, like uh, Kelly said, he has a, a, a criminal record. I feel like he found a legal hustle through the church. Like, as in, he may be doing illegal things within it, allegedly, but. Um, I think he found a hustle and it works. I'm worried about the mental health of anybody who is following this man and listening to him preach the word. Number one, who made you a bishop? Because you're not one. Um, I think he just likes the way it sounds. I think he just likes the way it sounds. Um, and if y'all are in the neighborhood that they're talking about that he is around and he's coming around wearing what he's wearing with no security, he's a fool. 
Period. Driving what you drive, wearing what you wear, is you're a fool. And that's why people have so many suspicions that this was some sort of inside job, maybe an insurance claim, some type of scam. Uh, Auntie Kelly said there, there's several cases out right now where people are saying stuff. Former um, parishioners of his, there's a lady even gave him $90,000 of her life savings, allegedly. And he was supposed to be using it to buy and renovate a home for her because her credit was bad. And he ended up saying, oh, she gave me that as a um, donation to my campaign. And he allegedly used it to put it on a down payment um, on another property. This dude got problems. And any, but anybody this, looking and seeing him, why y'all following him? Why does anybody think that this man has anything to offer as far as teaching the word of God? Mm -mm. He ain't even living by that. So it missed me with the pastors and bishops and all them are people too. But yes, you 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 are not gonna be perfect, but this is about as far from it as you get. And let's stop acting like church isn't a hustle. Being a pastor is not a hustle. It's a, huge, it's a hustle, and look at him. He's living a life. Mm -hmm. You and your wife got about some million dollars worth of jewelry on y'all to be stolen one Sunday in church. Y'all look at that. But they got, and in the background, did look like it was put up with thumbtacks. He's talking about it's stepping repeats. Why you got stepping repeats in the back of your church? And then you, you're bragging with, with Larry about how much you have. And when Larry started to get back with him and said, Well, you tell me how much you've done this, all of a sudden he's quiet. Oh, I don't want to say that. Larry said, You started it. This man really has no receipts, literally, for anything that he should have receipts for. Um, moving on to a hustle that hopefully she can get together. Chef P, uh, we've seen this lovely young lady all over the internet. She was putting a chokehold on social media with this <laughs> with this pink sauce. Nobody knew what the pink, the sauce was. We just saw her putting it on everything, eating it, and of course, you know, people want to know what's that all about. She bottled it up. She started selling it. Oh, she used to be a private chef um, by trade, and she used to make this sauce for her private clients. She used to own a restaurant pre-pandemic, and she started serving it in the restaurant as well. So she bottled it up and started selling it. It started going viral. She was on um, a live, like we always we do. We all do lives at some point for business purposes, and they were asking her questions. Someone asked her, is the sauce FDA approved? Um, to which she started saying, why are you asking me if it's FDA approved? It is not a drug. It is not medical related. It's not medication. Why would I need FDA approval? And it was like, poor girl, who's going to tell her? Everybody, who's going to tell her what FDA stands for? Because clearly she knew the M, but she wasn't too clear on the F. So the Food Drug Administration, <laughs> she didn't know that that's what they were asking her about. Um, so the answer was no, it's not FDA approved. Um, the internet started eating her up, making fun of her, um, wondering is this sauce going to be able to make a recovery? Because she was on the way to already making a million dollars off of her sauce sales. So she was doing really good. Want to know if she's going to be able to recover. Now, I do want to just point this out. Um... Apparently, she didn't know what it was, but according to Funky Dineva, um, he spoke to her, and she is working with an attorney, 
and they have been in contact with the FDA to try to get her sauce in regulation and FDA approved. So now that she knows better, she's going to try to do better. But this still leaves restaurant, catering, and the sauces that have already been sold. If you work in the restaurant industry, I'm thinking you should know what FDA approval is, how you own the work, the restaurant, and serve stuff, and you didn't know that. It's a little confusing to me. But do we give her a pass if she gets it together now? After Kaylee, she's like, nah. <laughs> okay, so two things. Number one, this woman is remedial. Uh, so she needs to sit down. I don't even know. Like, I don't think she needs to own a business, but if she does, yeah, she definitely needs to have the proper people behind her to help guide her through that process because yeah, she, 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 she's not operating on a full, uh, with a full deck of cars up there. Um, I saw a little bit of her live. She seemed quite confused. Um, and I would not trust her with, uh, serving me anything, uh, just, you know, uh, based on her lack of knowledge of, of just life and just general things that she should have, a, you know, a command of. Um, that's that's her. I've seen the pink sauce. It looks disgusting. Like, I, so to me, if you saw this bright pink, milky, cream, Pepto-Bismol appearing substance... I, and I, I guess it gets this pink color from dragon fruit. Um, I've actually never had dragon fruit. Um, but I would never want to dip anything in a bright pink cream sauce. So you get what you get if that is something that you're drawn to. Like, I can't see myself dipping like a tomato or a piece of cauliflower or broccoli into a bright pink substance. So... It's very much giving welcome to Good Burger Home with a Good Burger. Can I take your order? Like, <laughs> ma'am. Now, I'm very much a proponent of people being self-educated. Most of the best cooks in, in the world are actually home cooks. Um, you, know, you don't have to go to the Le Cordon Bleu or Johnson & Wales or um, AIU in order to be an amazing chef. But for you to have owned a restaurant and to you have been a personal chef, like preparing food for people professionally, there's got to be a certification somewhere, honey boo. And it sounds like you ain't never touched nobody's certification. You probably don't even know how to chop julienne properly. Um, it's very much giving YouTube chef energy. I'm not eating none of that shit. And especially nothing, like you said, that is milky and pink. I don't know how many of the people out there have had Pepto-Bismol before. That shit's nasty, okay? There have been times in my life where I took it in my youth. I never probably will take it again. The Pepto-Bismol be making your stomach feel worse than it did for the reason that you took it for in the first place. But I also want to talk to the people that was buying it. Y'all, what kind of voted for Trump ass shit is this? Y'all just let people give you and sell you anything, huh? Did y'all look at the ingredients list? Is there one on the bottle in the first place? And supposedly she put out an ingredients list, but it wasn't a full ingredients list. Like y'all just sitting up here dipping your chicken tenders and your fried scrimps and your and your extra crispy, extra wet wings into this shit. No, no. I you know, she might be the fool, but I'm I'm coming for the people that bought the shit. If it was a seasoning packet and I could easily take it to some biochemistry lab somewhere and they figure it out, my versus this probably pulsated and pushed together and mushed together sauce that they're not gonna be able to put it in no centrifuge and figure out what's going on. 
Y'all the fools. And if you got a stomach ache as of right now, well, maybe you should actually go get some real Pepto Bismol. Figure it out. Uh, that that ooh, that should be nasty. No, thank you. I'm good. Well, that's that on that. Mm -hmm. Um, she said what she said, and Will Smith, I guess, said what he said. Oh, <laughs> um, yes. So Will Smith has issued an apology. He posted a video on his Instagram. It's about five minutes long or six minutes long. Um, that some deem three months too late and perhaps a dollar short. <laughs> uh, he apologized to Chris Rock, his mother, as well as his brother, Chris Rock's brother, Tony Rock, um, saying he once had a close relationship to Tony and now he feels that uh, their relationship might be irreparable at this point, uh, which he's probably right about that. Um, he also apologized to Questlove, uh, who was the winner for the category of which uh, Chris Rock was presenting at the time of the slap. Um, so I don't know. I watched the apology. Uh, I've watched it a couple times now. On a scale of one to ten, the apology in and of itself, I thought was a decent apology. I gave it a rating of eight. Um, I'm not sure though, and what he said, it should have taken three months to come up with that apology. Like it was not like earth shattering or any kind of like, I don't know, grand conclusions that he came to. Um, it was pretty straightforward. Um, one thing I did find interesting about his apology was the concept of him saying um, that he is remorseful and he is willing to sit in that feeling of remorse, but does not want to sit in the feeling of shame. Um, I did think that was interesting. Um, I mean, I do feel like he should be ashamed of himself because he slapped a grown man <laughs> um, on live TV. However, um, sitting with shame can be very, very damaging. And there is a difference in being apologetic and remorseful and, and, and feeling shame. Um, and I think that's something that is worth exploring, um, not just for Will Smith, but in general as a concept overall. Um, I don't know. How do y'all feel about his apology? Uh, too late? I mean, what do five fingers say to the face in five minutes? Um, I I don't know what to do with it. Like, it's not, okay, so, all right, you're apologetic and you did the public thing. Well, for me, it very much feels like y'all figured it out in private and said, oh, no, sir, you're going to go up on somebody's stage and you're going to say sorry, okay? Um, Jada said something before you did. I think it was like maybe a month afterwards, she got up on her red table and started talking uh, about how she hopes they can reconcile and all kind of ooh-la-la. Um, you know... I don't know, I forgot how many bags got taken uh, behind this stuff. I know Tony Rocket got up on his show and was like, nope, not today, not doing it. We won't and won't and will not and didn't. Um, I feel like this is just some Hollywood foolishness. Y'all have fun, enjoy yourselves. I don't know, get a cocktail on the way out. I, I don't know what the point was. I really don't, I'm, I don't understand, I'm confused. And he did say he did. He reached out to Chris Rock um, and that he heard back that Chris Rock was not ready to uh, respond to him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I get you. I, I do feel like it was a bit performative. Uh, but and didn't Kevin Hart bring a goat out named and named it Will Smith on stage to one of Chris Rock's events? And then the goat shit on the stage? Listen. Oh, no. <laughs> That's yeah, he brought up a goat because he was calling him the goat. And hmm. then name it will. Yes. 
and, the, and the, the goat did shit all over the stage. Absolutely correct. Yes. yes um, and then Chris kind of was like, I, can you take this goat? And he was like, no, I bought you the goat for real. It's yours. He's like, I have an apartment. This goat cannot come home with me. Um, but either way, um, the apology. Um, I, agree. I think the apology, as far as apologies go, was a, a solid apology. Um, it hit the, the, the points you're supposed to hit in an apology. Um, and he apologized. Um, I did. I kind of felt like it was because, like, maybe he's been reaching out behind the scenes, and Chris, rightfully so, um, has said, "I'm just not ready to have that conversation with you yet." Um, and maybe he felt like, "Well, it's been so long. Let me say something publicly because people are gonna be thinking I'm just out here not, you know, acknowledging this." Um, so perhaps that was part of it. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe he just didn't give a fuck until now. Um, maybe he still don't, but his people were saying, look, we got these projects coming out. We need you to apologize so we can still do good at the box office. Either way, um, the apology is out there. If and when Chris is ever ready to talk to him, we'll see. I do know that Tony Rock was really upset because him and Will have worked together mm-hmm. um, on uh, their TV shows and stuff. So they did have a good relationship, and that's pretty much ruined now. Hey, hey, you got slapped. Can't take it back. He apologized. I think the best thing that either of them can, that they can do right now is either just leave each other alone completely and just never speak again, or eventually come out with a with a pro, uh, a project together that's gonna make all the money because people gonna want to see them on screen together. That's what I think. Okay. So, it, it, but apologies. Uh, I think it was good. Somebody else needs an apology, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reiner. Uh, she's been in jail in Russia for 158 days. And if I add three, because this article is from three days ago, now 161 days. Um, she's in a detention center in Russia on charges of possession of uh, having cannabis oil, which they're trying to say that it was medical cannabis oil and that she doesn't doesn't there were some things that she signed that she didn't understand um since she's been there um obviously vladimir putin uh knows that he has uh essentially a bargaining chip at this point and there's a possibility that joe biden will be agreeing to exchange um a russian um uh, captive i guess you could call it that we have named uh victor bout um in exchange for the release of Brittany grounder uh, victor Bout is actually a uh potentially convicted international arms dealer, meaning that he'd been selling guns on, on the uh, black market. Um, but I just, again, I think it's really, really interesting that this young lady has been being held for this amount of time and is now being used as a bargaining chip. And we know full well if she was somebody else and happened to have, you know, uh, two set, uh, a set of something and a stick hanging between her thighs, this might be a little bit different. Um, it's really, really sad to watch. Her wife has been doing the best that she can. She tried to wait it out um, as far as... Um, coming to the media, but she had to because the U.S. government was not doing enough. So now potentially Uncle Sleepy Joe Biden, who also recently <laughs> tested positive for COVID again, um, is saying that he may be willing to willing to exchange one of Russia's prisoners uh, with Vladimir, uh, Vladimir Putin and the Russian government to get Brittany Griner back. How would y'all feel, you know, if this was your family member? I mean, for me, um, if it was my family members, yeah, I want I want them to do whatever they need to do to get her back or him or her back. Um, would it not be in my family member or if I was a family member of one of the other, I think they said eight 
U.S. citizens that have been over there for a long time locked up. And if I was one of them citizens, I'd be looking around like, wait, hold up. She just got here. We've been over here. We don't have like a first come, first serve trade thing. Like, why why is she getting traded? And we got to still sit over here. And if I was their family members, I would have those questions too. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that some of those people committed like real crimes, like serious, dangerous crimes or something. Allegedly, I don't know. But um, that's that's from what I read. But I would still have that question. Also, my issue with this is y'all about to do all this, including trading war criminals to get somebody back. Well, we got people locked up right here in the U.S. for the exact same thing. And they going to stay locked up. But we saying it's wrong for her to get locked up for it in Russia. Hmm. But it's okay for us to keep locking people up and giving them unfair sentences for possession charges here. Mm. Interesting. So if I was all the own family members, I would have questions about those. So are we about to start letting our family members and loved ones out on U.S. soil mm. for having little pieces of something that is similar to what we want Brittany to come back for? And are we about to lock Brittany ass up over here? Or is she just going to be free? Like, these are just questions I would want to know. Like, how does this work to make it fair? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely argument that can be made for for what is fair and what's equitable. Um, I will say this. um, I think it's sad. I mean, the whole situation is sad. Um, The fact that she is a professional athlete in America. I mean, let's talk about why she was even in Russia. She was in Russia to play basketball to supplement her income because WNBA players do not make anything close to what NBA players make at all. Like, can we get a title nine for women's sports? I know uh, the soccer players uh, recently had a a suit or uh, claims that they wanted um, additional pay. Um, Going back in history, uh, Serena and Venus had to, uh, to had to cape for getting equal pay. Um, I mean, they were bringing in the numbers as well, um, but they also had to uh, fight that fight. Um, I think it is sad uh, that an American basketball player has to go overseas to play basketball so that they can have the life that they want, the lifestyle that they want. Um, With that being said, get some better people behind you. Why are you signing anything that you can't read or understand? Why aren't people breaking down the rules? Um, Okay. People are like, oh, it's just cannabis oil. It's just this. It's just that. Okay. It's just not our country either. So <laughs> they have their laws <laughs> that they they abide by. You need to abide by those laws if you're going to be in that country. Point blank, period. You need to have everybody. Okay, you're going to play in China. You're going to play in Russia. You're going to play in Belgium. These are the rules. These are the parameters. Do not bring X, Y, and Z. Medicinal marijuana only applies from whatever state that you got the medicinal medicinal marijuana in. It doesn't, it's not a, a, a international um, uh, thing that applies everywhere you go. So just word to the wise, I know Americans, we feel like, oh, well, you know, why are they being so mean? Okay, no, it's their country. It's governed uh, in accordance to how they want it governed. And you have to respect it point blank period. But I do hope that she gets out. Um, I do think, you know, there is no need for someone to be incarcerated, whether it's here or in Russia, that long for, you know, medicinal cannabis. Hmm. That part. 
So, there's someone else who's also locked up, R. Kelly. Uh, So, his sister's been yapping. Uh, So, R. Kelly's sisters uh, went on, they went on Good Morning Britain, (laughs) apparently because they knew not to bring that shit stateside or say this shit stateside, uh, (laughs) to say that uh, they felt that R. Kelly's 30-year prison sentence was racist uh, they went on to, went on to call uh, his victims bitter, and they stated just because R. Kelly was found guilty, it doesn't mean that he was guilty. Uh, that R. Kelly had no reason to hold anyone hostage because you know the ladies love R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> they did admit that R. Kelly was into younger women, but uh, denied saying that he was with underaged women. When asked about Aaliyah specifically, they denied or declined commenting on that. Um, but they did say that the only victim here in this circumstance uh, is R. Kelly. Um, ridiculous. If you saw sisters, uh, you wouldn't be surprised that such ridiculousness would come out of someone who looks like that uh, mouth. Um, they should be ashamed of themselves for even have the audacity. Uh, that is your brother. I don't know. Isn't it something that they said that R. Kelly was molested by one of his sisters? Was it a sister or an aunt? I can't remember. And I probably thought for kids one of his older sisters. Okay. So I'm not sure if, um, you know, one of the perverts mm. <laughs> were part of this gaggles. Three sisters. I didn't even know he had sisters like that. Um, again, certain things you should keep to yourself. It is your brother. You can be sad for your brother, I guess. Um, however, if it was my family members and accused of such heinous, not even accused, now convicted of such heinous, disgusting acts that we have all known about for years, decades, decades, going back into the 90s, um, keep it to yourself. Again, another place where you should be uh, you know, exploring your thoughts um, on a chase lounge somewhere with your therapist, not on Good Morning Britain. Uh, that's how I feel about it. How do y'all feel about that? Well, I guess when a woman's fed up, she got to say something. I just, I agree. I don't have much to say about this. Um, we have video proof of this man peeing on a young girl. Um, everybody that was around him should also be getting sentenced. Every parent that brought one of their daughters to him uh, to be victimized. Um, every person that has tried to cooperate, quote unquote, his lack of guilt. Y'all need to be locked up too for whatever level of spiritual perjury that you're doing. Um, everybody need to go to jail. Everybody need a moldy bologna sandwich. Um, two, what is it? Two hots and a cot. Everybody need to be locked up. Um, somebody call Akon because we definitely need to get everybody locked up. Period. Uh, where I'm at, first of all, they done said these girls ain't even his sisters. <sighs> they, they done said that they, they? last name is <laughs> Kelly. They may have some sort of relationship, but these are not even his biological sisters, mm-hmm. allegedly. Um, and I think because we were all wondering, was is one of these the one that, you know, did him? Um, but they were saying that these may not even be his sisters. These are people that have been popping up randomly, um, kind of doing this song and dance over and over again. But the thing about it, it's not helping him at all. So, you know, I think somebody needs to step in on his behalf and say, look, can y'all please stop doing this? Because it's really doing more harm than good um, with this story. It was a ridiculous interview because y'all are never going to answer any of the questions 
that the people really want to know. Like you said, they Aaliyah, we don't know anything about that. So we we don't want to talk about that. But what y'all here to talk about? And then one of the sisters just looked so uncomfortable and was like back in the back behind, like a little bit withdrawn from them and didn't really say much. And then the one in the front with the crazy wig just kept talking. Um, it, it just was pretty rid ridiculous. It it put me in the mind frame of when he had them two girls, Asriel and what's the other one's name? Uh, y'all know how I'm talking about the two girlfriends that was living with him. How he had them paraded up there uh, doing those interviews, faking the funk. It reminded me of that, but like 40 years later. It, it was ridiculous. There's no defending anything. Like they they were saying stuff like to the effect they, what did she say? He asked him about him being guilty. She was like, he was found guilty. That doesn't mean he is guilty. But what did it mean? Get your fake JD having ass off camera. She was saying there's been no proof. And I'm like, did we are we gonna act like the tape don't exist? There's yeah. video footage of you doing these things. Like it, it happened. So yeah, anyway, that's all I gotta say on that. It, it was pretty freaking ridiculous. <laughs> we need a ban on R. Kelly, and I think they're talking about a ban on some other things. Yes, yeah, so the House of Representatives uh, did pass uh, a ban on assault uh, weapons. Uh, the bill will go on to the Senate, <laughs> where it will undoubtedly face its ultimate death. Uh, for the bill to pass in the Senate, it would require 10 Republicans at least uh, to vote to uh, in its favor, um, which we all know that pigs will have to fly before that happens. Hmm. Um, how do y'all feel about it? Is another uh, performative political campaign uh, in light of the upcoming elections? How do y'all feel about this? Because that's how I feel. Definitely could be it. Um, I, I'm actually coming around to the other side of this because I'm all about like, you know, Second Amendment right and everything, but like the, I'm, I'm really starting to hear and understand people's thoughts on do you really need these kind of guns? And although I still stand on Y'all can pass as many laws as you want. They ain't going to stop the criminals from getting the stuff because they're not getting it legally anyway. Um, but I do think that it is something to make it illegal so that if people are found with them and are caught with them, they can be prosecuted um, for having them. So um, I do think it's probably a little performative. You know, they start getting real giddy with all the stuff that they're going to present and say they're going to pass and they don't ever pass and get everybody excited and get them to voting and believing in them. So we'll see what actually comes to fruition here. Um, it sounds good. We'll see if it actually happens. Um, I will still be having a shotgun, a pistol, and whatever is available to me. Um, America, period. Because like she said, criminals are not going to stop getting guns and I'm not going to play games. It would be different if we were at a different point in history in America, but things have gotten too out of control. There's no way to control guns at this point in this country. The only way to control guns is to stop manufacturing them. And even then, who's going to be at, who would be put in task to destroy the guns that are already available? And who, who, who do we trust with that? So I just, you know, I, we've seen other countries successfully ban weapons. If I'm not mistaken, they're banned in the UK and New Zealand and a couple other countries, but the populations there are significantly smaller and they, for whatever reason, got better manners than we do. Americans just like being rambunctious. So we just like to be rambunctious out here. It is what it is. 
Well, the guns is gonna stay popping and look like lip glosses out here popping too. Listen, all of you all who love a good two for 20, um, you're gonna be able to get some $20 lip gloss out here too. Applebee's has actually created chicken wing lip gloss in four fancy flavors. Very much close to our hearts over here at the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast. Um, <laughs> there's actually going to be four flavors. Um, they're based off of wing sauces inspired by Applebee's chicken wing sauces. Um, and the actual sauces are going to have a bit of wing flavor and spice in them, which means it might plop some of y'all lips up, get you ready to kiss some ass. Um, it's mentions here that, you know, wings are one of the most popular menu items. And so they actually partner with a company called Winky Lux. Uh, to create these lip glosses inspired by four of the most popular wing sauces available at uh, at Young Applebee's here. Kicking off the four glosses um, is Get Me Hot Buffalo. It's described as a, a creamy coral that packs hot buffalo spice. Also, Sweet Chili Kiss is colored as a deep, rich red kiss with a hint of fine golden chili specks. Uh, Be My Honey Pepper is described as a gorgeous golden honey spice gloss with shimmering flecks. And finally, Honey Barbecue Tea is a shiny, smoky barbecue hue with a side of honey sweetness. Mm, it's making me hungry. Um, the CEO and co-founder of Winky Lux, uh, Natalie Mackey, said, what could be more genuine and fun than spicing up a kiss with our delicious saucy gloss? We love adding a playful touch of everyday beauty. This collaboration captures the cutting-edge product innovation and playful spirit of the brand. Um, those of you all that got a little coin and you want to cough it up, all four glosses can be purchased individually for $18 or as a four-piece combo, okay? Get a four-piece wing combo for $65 exclusively at WinkyLux.com. Ladies, y'all going to go cop your favorite lip gloss? You ready to kiss them up with a little bit of buffalo spiciness? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying that shit. I'm not putting, I have no desire to put chicken wing flavored gloss on my lips. Um, that That is not appealing to me. I don't think anybody want to kiss that. I don't want to kiss that. I don't want to smell that. Under my nose all day, smelling chicken wing flavored and hot shit. Now, I will say, if it got a little kick in it, it might give you a little plumping action. If you want your lips to have a little plumping effect, it may do that. The colors, you know, sound beautiful. I saw pictures of them. You know, they look they look really nice. They look, you know, well packaged and everything. But um, we got enough stereotypes to deal with. I'm not trying to be the fat black woman out here smelling like chicken all day and somebody come up around me and be like, even her mouth smell like chicken. Like, no. Yeah. I, I think it would make me nauseous, like walking around having to smell that all day. Also, like, yeah, who wants to be walking around like with chicken grease on your lips? Like, that's disgusting. Also, didn't even realize Applebee's had different flavor sauce wings didn't even know that um <laughs> i guess that would be why we do not eat there um yeah i think it's it, I, I think it's gross i would be personally offended if anyone came close to me number one talking in my face smelling like chicken grease or uh, hot sauce two okay we live in georgia right um some of the, some of my hair products attract bees and, and nature and, and all of that the last thing i need is a wasp to be attracted to the honey scent of my chicken battered lips. Like, no man. Oh, chicken battered? <laughs> that is not the plumping action I need in my life at all. Disgusting. So, yeah. No. Hard I, pass. I think the product is racist, but that's a whole other conversation for another day. Hmm. 
All right. Well, that brings us to the bottom of the show. That was a good menu. Thank you, ladies, for all that great commentary. Um, we are here to remind y'all because we do like to encourage everyone to read and, and exercise your mind throughout the year, whether it's virtually or if you like the old school like me and have the book in your hand. Uh, we do a book of the month every month and we're at the end of this month. So, uh, Kirby, if you remind people, what was the book of the month for July? Book of the Month for July is Why I Love Black Women by Dr. Michael Eric Dyson, talking about his experience as a black man growing up with black women supporting him throughout his academic career and his personal life as well. It's an amazing read. Uh, definitely go pick it up at any of your favorite bookstores. You can get an audio version, you can get a digital version, or as Auntie Nick said, get you an original, good old smelling uh, uh, bound book. Um, but again, that is Why I Love Black Women by Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. All right, y'all, we're coming up on a new month, so every month we need a new book. If you wrote a book, if you know somebody who wrote a book and you want it to be featured um, as Book of the Month, please con um, connect with us and let us know. Um, also, if you have any suggestions of just books that you've read or want to read that you feel will be a good fit for that category, let us know. We're open. We're always looking for good reads, okay? Absolutely. All right, sometimes you go get your food, you pay for it, you sit down, you're ready to eat it, you open up. You take a bite and your fries ain't even hot. You got to do a return. We like to call them let goes. Who has a let go this week? I have a let go. I'm letting go of procrastination. Mm. But I'm going to need procrastination to let go of me first. Come on. In the name of Jesus. I've been trying. I don't know. Just just shout out to everybody out there who has a hard time just sitting their ass down and focusing and, and, and knocking out what they need to knock out. Uh, but I do. I mean, procrastination is a bitch. Uh, so, yeah, I'm letting that go. Absolutely. I'm here for it. In agreement. Send some of that my way. <laughs> Send some of that my way. I think, I think I'm way. Yeah. I need that too. Period. Whew, all right, procrastination. We letting it go, y'all, in the name of Jesus. Absolutely. All right, sometimes we go to the function. You get your food. Got a lot, a lot of abundance because we're about abundance over here. So what do we need to do? We need to wrap it up, put it in some good old aluminum foil, styrofoam box, something like that. Put it in the refrigerator, eat on it through the week. We like to call that our to-go box, something we want to leave you with. Anybody have anything for the to-go box this yeah. week for the end of July? considering that we would let go of procrastination, but to go box is execution. Uh, sit down with yourself, make the necessary, plan, necessary plans. Don't overthink, but make the necessary plans. And remember that every step of ex execution is about the next step. Don't always think about all the things that you got to do this week, what you got to do tomorrow morning, what you got to do right now to get prepared for tomorrow. But remember that nothing gets done without execution, without follow through. So this week, y'all take that in your to-go box, wrap that up in some limited full execution, moving through the process, taking the necessary steps. Yes. I love that. Yes. Letting go of procrastination, embracing, uh, taking the next step, not being overwhelmed with the whole process. Can you take your next step? That's it. I have a story that goes with that, but I'll save it till next week. Okay. I'm here for it. All right. Um, Kirby, let everybody know where they can connect with the aunties. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, we thank you all so much for continuing to rock with us. You can follow us on Instagram at Extra Crispy Extra Wet, spelled phonetically uh, in Standard American English. You can also email us your comments, questions, concerns, and emotional outbursts to hello 
at extracrispyextrawet.com. Like Auntie Nick said, if you have book suggestions, guest suggestions, or just any ideas or things that you want to share with the aunties, hit us up. Hello at extracrispyextrawet.com. Make sure that you participate during our active seasons on Extra Wet Wednesdays, which happens on IG Live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Wednesday. That's Extra Wet Wednesdays, which is an extension of the podcast. We talk about a few of the topics that we talk about on the podcast and maybe some new ones that we let you all participate. Auntie Nick is our illustrious host there. And again, just thank you all for continuing to rock with us, continuing to enjoy. Um, we're really excited to continue to bring you amazing, extra crispy, extra wet content. Hopefully we'll see you on Wednesday. That's right. All right. Are all hearts and minds clear? Clear. Woo. Are Striker good too? Yes, he is. In his <laughs> all right. Well, thank y'all for joining us again. Y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you came here with us. We appreciate that. Uh, we'll see you Wednesday. We'll see you next week. Um, until then, y'all know we don't say goodbye here. We keep it straight Atlanta, and we say I, I hate this, y'all. Y'all.